Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from us, the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you'll get access to our bonus content, including our Booby serials, which we're covering nine perfect strangers currently. Yes. Um, let's just stop for a sec. I feel like a lot has gone on in our life since the last time we've recorded. <laughs> factual. Factual. <laughs> like you had a birthday. Yep. I'm one year older. <laughs> yes. Um, that was great. Um, I went to Nashville and Las Vegas yeah. and you went to LA <laughs> for like the quickest turnaround trip I've ever had. I don't recommend turnaround trips. They're not no, fun. <laughs> I don't doubt it. But yeah, I feel like we haven't seen each other. I like, know. In person. We're going to need to download after we finish <laughs> we this. Will. We won't bore all of you with the details. <laughs> all right. So this week on the regular feed, we are covering pride and prejudice. Um, And I have titled this one. Someone please marry my daughters. Because <laughs> that's literally what this is about. Literally. It's just about a mom marrying off her daughters. Literally. Which uh, we'll get to Mrs. Bennett in a yeah. little bit. Um, so the book was originally published January 28th, 1830. And it's written by wow. Jane Austen. Yes. <laughs> it has a Goodreads rating of 4.3 out of 5. And it's 262 pages. And so we are covering the 2005 version of, of this movie. Um, there was one that was what? Earlier, it was like in the 90s. It's a BBC series. So it's yes. actually a, a series as opposed to a movie. With Colin but Firth. With Colin Firth. Which, you know, I know there's a lot of Colin Firth fans. I just felt like this one was a little bit more modern. And like, I don't know. When you hear, when you think Pride and Prejudice, this yes. is the one I think about. Yeah, it is a, um, it's rated PG. Because nothing really happens. <laughs> Literally nothing. Um, but it's a drama romance. And it's an hour and, uh, sorry, two hours and nine minutes long. And it's directed by Joe Wright, who did The Darkest Hour. He also does Atonement. Um, but we also know him from doing The Woman in the Window. Ah, so, interesting. Which very different. From very, this. very different. <laughs> Uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads, Sparks fly when spirited Elizabeth Bennett meets single, rich, and proud Mr. Darcy. But Mr. Darcy reluctantly finds himself falling in love with a woman beneath his class. Can each overcome their own pride and prejudice? Wow. I, I, I saw that. And I was like, I can't wait for Rosha to read this. <laughs> also, Sparks I'm, fly. I'm really excited to ha- now know who Mr. Darcy is. Right. Because he is referenced so often. And I'm just like, I don't know who your people are talking about. Honestly. Now I know who Mr. Darcy is. It's like when you find out who Big is from uh, yes. Sex in the City. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I had a roommate, actually Ray's cousin, uh, Crystal. Th- she loves Jane Austen and everything. Mm-hmm. And she's always talking about Mr. Darcy, Mr. <laughs> Darcy. And I feel like she built him up in my head to be way better than he turned out to be. Interesting. Okay. Which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I feel like, you know, don't meet your... What was it? Don't meet your... Uh, the people, celebrity the celebrity crushes, crushes or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> So some interesting facts about the book. Um, Austin actually began writing the book in 1796, and it was under the name First Impressions. Um, she made significant revisions in 1811 and 1812, and then eventually sold it as Pride and Prejudice to um, uh, the publishing company Thomas Egerton for 110 euros, which I did the math, um, mm-hmm. would be about... A little over $8,500 today. Oh my gosh, that's um, nothing. Right? <laughs> but I'm sure a lot back then. Sure. 
Um, so the name change, the reason that it kind of changed from first impressions to Pride and Prejudice was most likely due to the fact that between her edits till when she actually mm-hmm. um, published, there was another novel and a comedy by the name of First Impressions that was released. So she was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't want to compete with right. these other names. I'm just going to change mine. Um she it was first published in the United States and not until 1832. So I mentioned, you know, it was first published in 1813. That was obviously in the UK, not till 1832 when it came to the US. Did you find this hard to read? Um, Having been, been written so long ago. Yes, and that is a reason why it took me, it has taken me years to actually finish mm-hmm. this book, um, mostly because of the way, the style of writing. Right. Um, I chose to actually listen again mm-hmm. as I read. That helped tremendously right. because it kind of allowed me to like not have to trip up on the words that I was reading. I could kind of just listen to more of the story and what yeah. was kind of going on. I do feel like it gets a little convoluted once you add all the fancy words. I was trying to read this on the plane and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I gonna have to reread this yeah. one. Um, so the novel was actually originally published anonymously, which is actually pretty common for Austin's books. She um, wrote most of her books anonymously, or at least they were um, titled anon- anonymously. But because because she was already known for Sense and Sensibility mm-hmm. at this point, the um, instead of it was written by a lady, it actually was attributed as to the author or written by the author of Sense and Sensibility, which huh. we see that a lot on books these days. Like yeah. the author's like other work will be like on the main page. No, what we see is New York bestseller. Well, that too. <laughs> I actually saw a video that was like, how can every single book everybody. be a New York Times bestseller? There's no way. Every, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> And last but not least, in 2003, the BBC conducted a poll for the UK's best loved books. Um, Pride and Prejudice came second, only behind The Lord of the Rings, Ah. which I know there's a huge fandom, obviously, and we will cover The Lord of the Rings eventually, but I thought that was interesting. Huh. So the movie, I mean, I've heard about this. This is the first time I've watched this movie. Me too. Um, I've heard a lot about it. It has 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good for a period piece, Mm -hmm. I would say, because a lot of times that's not people's cup of teas. True. Uh, The budget was $28 um, and it grossed $121 worldwide. So very well. It was nominated for four Oscars, zero wins, uh, but it was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role, Art direction, costume design, and music written slash original score. So don't know what they were up against, but they didn't win anything. Interesting for costume design because I do, and I get it because of the period. I do feel like a lot of their costumes were kind of dull. So funny you say that. (laughs) Funny you say that. So the movie is actually set in 1797. Mm. It's not set in 1813 like the other um, version was. Um, But that was the year that Austin's like first draft was like done, I guess, or finished. Um, So yeah, they said it was very unusual, um, but they decided to do that. The director said that the reason that he did it is because he disliked the empire wasted gowns of the late Regency era. Um, And so after doing some research, he discovered that Austin's, you know, first draft, was in the 1700s and he liked their style of dressing Mm -hmm. way better, which I guess was a little bit more understated at the time. So that's why you see it like that. And probably a lot more comfortable for the actors than like these like giant gowns that like they, I think about like Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. and Keira Knightley and that like bodice or whatever those things are corsets. I'm like, how do you breathe in that? Yeah. (laughs) So I actually, I get why he would have done that. Um, And then lastly, the movie's um, US ending 
which I thought was interesting. So I'm like, is there a different ending somewhere oh. else? Um, was ranked of as one of Entertainment Weekly's greatest movie endings of all time. Interesting. So I did like the ending. It was yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the cast of the movie, you just said her name, Kira Knightley. She plays Elizabeth Bennett or Lizzie Bennett. Or Eliza Bennett. Yeah. Or any other variation of the name. Correct. <laughs> um, she's obviously, we know her from Pirates of the Caribbean, the Imitation Game, and she's in Atonement mm-hmm. um, as well. Very much a period piece type actress. This is her bread and butter. Yes. Um, like I said before, she did get uh, nominated for an Oscar for this role. However, she did not win. Um, does she have an Oscar? I can't remember. She does. I think for the imitation game. Oh, okay. Um, so the director um, originally wasn't too keen on Kira Knightley playing this role because he thought she was too attractive. Um, but he fair. said upon meeting her and deciding that, you know, she did kind of have a tomboy attitude that she was perfect for the part. Yeah, because Elizabeth's supposed to be kind of that understated one. Yeah. Jane is really supposed to be like the really beautiful one. Right. So I can get that. But I guess it depends on who you ask if Kira Knightley is actually attractive or not. Right. <laughs> so I am not a Kira Knightley fan in Pirates of the Caribbean. Never have been. Really? I don't know why. I just never really liked her in mm-hmm. it. I don't know if it's like there's something weird with her teeth that bug me. Yeah. I don't know why. She also says fire really weird. Yes. And <laughs> I, I actually didn't mind her as much in this movie. Yeah. She talks, a lot of these actors talk very, very fast. And I had a lot, I didn't watch it with subtitles. Oh, that's surprising. Because, because I got a new TV and I didn't know how to do it. Oh my I know. God. <laughs> um, but anyways, but I, a lot of times I had a hard time understanding, especially sure. her. Um, but overall, I liked her. I loved her in this role. I thought she was good. I think I, I also loved her in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I agree. I think she's really good in this specific role. I think her like banter and her like sarcastic mm-hmm. humor was perfect. Yeah. Because this book, as as well as being a romance, it's a satire. So yeah. like she was able to kind of evoke that like attitude that yeah. I needed and from I think- Elizabeth. And maybe that's why, because I like this character better than her character in Pirates of the Caribbean, because I think she's just whiny in that one. (laughs) So that might not be to her own fault, but I liked her in this one. Uh, So Jane Bennett, who is the oldest of the Bennett sisters, is played by Rosamund Pike, and we know her from Gone Girl, Mm -hmm. and she's just gorgeous. Um, And he, uh, Rosamund was actually the director's first choice for this role. Um, And she actually ended up turning down the role of Rita Skeeter in... um, Harry Potter to, oh, wow. to do this movie. Interesting. So I don't know how old she's supposed to be. I think mm-hmm. they're all somewhat like at least these two yeah. are in their twenties. She to me felt a little too old yeah. to pay, play the role a little bit. Like I there were a couple so. scenes where I was looking at, her, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Look, like especially next to her love interest, I was like, right. he looks really young and you look like too yeah. old. <laughs> but I liked her. She was fine. She's gorgeous. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen her in more things. She's very just does these random roles. And yeah. Like, that's it. Like it's nothing like her role in Gone Girl <laughs> right. at all. Uh, so the next Bennett sister is Lydia Bennett, uh, played by Jenna Maloney. And we actually just saw her in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, Much younger. Yes. I actually really loved her in this role because it, it was almost similar to her Hunger Games role where it's just kind of this like outcast, like rebellious totally. type character. And I think she plays that role really well. I agree. Yeah. I thought she did a good job. Uh, the last Bennett sister I want to talk about is Kitty Bennett, 
who is, I think, the second youngest. Mm-hmm. The other one, like, is basically non-existent in the movie. <laughs> Poor Mary. <laughs> yeah, I heard, actually, that they were going to cut her out completely. Oh. And then decided to... You can't do that. ...bring it back. So, <laughs> um, but Kitty Bennett is played by Carrie Mulligan, who we know from The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, she has two Oscar nominations, one for Promising Young Woman and in Education, but has not won an Oscar yet. She looks super young in this so movie. So <laughs> young. I almost thought it was, like, Kirsten Dunst at one point, and then I was like, no, you're too young for Did that. Did they, like, kind of remind you of the like evil stepsisters from Cinderella. Yeah, 1000 especially when they're at the ball <laughs> yes and just acting a fool yes. 1000 percent. i thought the same thing so mr bennett the um dad of all the bennett sisters is played by donald sutherland who we just saw as president snow <laughs> in the hunger games and i love him uh but the director said that he casted donald because a, he's a god. Mm. And two, he needed someone that could have um, the strength to handle six women. <laughs> I, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Is he actually British? I don't think he's British. No, so he's Canadian, actually. Okay. So him and Jenna Maloney are the only two American, not, uh, sorry, non-British, non-British characters in this film. I only say that because I knew that, like, but I couldn't tell necessarily yeah. from his character. I thought he did. A oh good my job. gosh, the part when he cries, I like, know. Giving, like saying it's okay for him to marry. They, so. I mean, we'll, we can talk about this later, but like, I feel like they made him much more likable in the movie versus the book. Yeah. Like in the book, he's very much kind of like doesn't really care. No. He's kind of just he's like, there. I'm gonna die soon. I don't care. What right. Happens. But in the movie, he's he's much cuter. <laughs> uh, nextly, Mr. Bingley who is played by Simon Woods. Don't really know him. He looks, he has one of those faces where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've definitely seen you before. Yeah. No. The only thing I kind of recognized him from was being in a movie in 2006 with Reese Witherspoon called Penelope. Mm, um, that. But that's about it. Um, he is a natural blonde and he had to dye his hair red for this role. Interesting. And I guess whatever um, dye they used actually caused his hair to start growing in red. And he was not okay. He <laughs> oh, was not no. happy with it. <laughs> What kind of dye was that? I don't know. I don't know. Blonde (laughs) hair can do weird things, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But I loved his character. I mean, it's so cute. He He was so dopey. So dopey. But it was like so endearing almost. Right. I thought he did a great job (laughs) in this role. Um, Catherine, or Lady Catherine, who is... Mr. Darcy's aunt. Yes. Who I just, I think is a very unnecessary character in this whole thing, but I can't not talk about her mm-hmm. because she's played by um, Dame Judi Dench. Obviously, she has an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. She was in that awful um, adaptation of Cats recently, <laughs> um, but we just saw her in Murder and the Orient Express, um, and she's also in Artemis Fowl, which is another movie. Uh, the director uh, managed to cast Judy Dame reportedly by writing her letters saying that I just love the way you play a bitch, and he would really like her to play this one. <laughs> I mean, she did a, she did it justice. Yes, I like the entire time I was reading this book, I was like, man, Lady Catherine sucks. Yeah, like she was one of three that I absolutely just hate. She's the worst. I thought Dame Judy did a perfect job. (laughs) Um, Lastly, obviously, Mr. Darcy, uh, played by Matthew McFadden. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He hasn't really been in much. He's been in a couple TV shows called Succession and Ripper Street. But other than that, Succession mm. is a big hit. I haven't personally watched it. Yeah. I think it's an HBO show, but like people talk about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's a main character or not. But he, it sh- showed that he was in quite a few episodes. Yeah. So he's he's cute. You liked him. <laughs> I liked him. I could I have seen him someone else in that role probably, but yeah. I thought you know, I mean, he I is who know. he is. I guess just going into it, like I said before, like 
I've just heard all about Mr. Darcy. And like the whole time I'm like, like what did you picture? I don't know. Like I just figured, a li- again, I hadn't read the book. I hadn't seen the movie. So I didn't know anything. I thought he was going to be a little bit more likable. <laughs> well, he's a brooding like. Right. I didn't know like- that going into it. And then like part of the- I don't know how to say this politically correct, but like half, I mean, in the book, I got way more of like, he's just kind of a jerk, yeah. kind of just stuck up type, mm-hmm. you know, proud man. In the book, I'm kind of like, is everything okay up top? What do you, oh, in the movie or <laughs> in, in the, the movie? movie? <laughs> like, I didn't get the air of I think he was trying to do the brooding thing and yeah. it kind of came off as if like he, he didn't was know. like aloof, like he yeah. wasn't really sure what was going on. I right, get that. you know what I mean? I get what you're saying. So I think but, that was a little bit. I mean, to his credit, I think he did what needed to be done, he will forever be known as Mr. Darcy. True. Like, you know what I mean? You, th- those roles that just get stuck with you. Right. Um, I, I, like I said, could I have seen someone else in the role? Probably. Did I think he was bad? No. But I'm wondering, because I can 1000% see Colin Firth in this yeah. role. 1000%. So I'm wondering, I bet people who watched that one and then watch this, they were yeah. probably not, not here for it. I wonder if Colin Firth had a son that they could have just used. <laughs> Like how Probably they use uh, Tom Hanks' son for everything. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> All right. Time for Who Said It. Your first quote is, I thank you for my share of the favor, but I do not particularly like your way of getting husbands. Oh, my gosh. I like I'm going to fail this one. Let's go with Elizabeth. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. When I have a house of my own, I shall be miserable if I have not an excellent library. This quote is actually me. No, yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, let's go with Mary. Miss mm, Bingley, which mm. we haven't touched on her yet, but she's another one I did not like. Right. <laughs> Next one. She is tolerable, but not handsome enough to tempt me. Ooh, that's Mr. Darcy. Yes. Rude. <laughs> Last but not least, he is a gentleman. I am a gentleman's daughter. So far, we are equal. Huh. Jane. Mm, no, I tricked you. It's also Elizabeth. Oh, man. That's what I thought. <laughs> also, um, I just want to say this one because, you know, it's one of the most perfect lines. But mm-hmm. the the line where Darcy confesses his love to Elizabeth is just so sweet. He's like, in vain have I struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. It was basically <laughs> what, what boyfriend Ray said to me when I mean, he expressed his love for me. I don't doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> Word for word. <laughs> Ask him what ardently means. <laughs> I will. Okay. All right. So your options for F, Mary, kill, n- no surprise here, are Elizabeth, Mr. Darcy, and Jane. Hmm. <sighs> I will. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to. Stick with me here. I'm going to kill Elizabeth. Okay. Because other than like her sharp tongue, she's not bringing a whole lot to the table. Ouch. You know what I mean though? Like she's like, yeah, I can't draw. I can, can't really play the piano. Can't cook. Like, but she's funny. You know what I mean? Sure. She, you know. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and marry Mr. Darcy because he's rich. And I guess he's a nice guy deep down. Deep down. Deep, deep, deep down. Deep, deep, deep down. And I will dance with a ball. With Jane. Mm, okay. Totally different than you. I'm going to kill Jane. Jane just seems 
not my not my cup of tea. Um, I will dance at the ball with Mr. Darcy, Darcy, even though he hates dancing. Mm-hmm. I, I can teach mm-hmm. him a thing or two. And I will marry Elizabeth because we all know I love a good humorous person. And you guys can read together <laughs> exactly. all the time. <laughs> all right. So the movie opens up with... It was very like Beauty and the Beast. I felt like she was like Belle walking around, you know, France reading or whatever. But it's Elizabeth walking around. She's reading a book. And then we kind of get a look into the Bennett household. And it's chaos. (laughs) Like it's six girls plus the mom plus the old dad. Five girls. Five girls. Plus the mom. Plus the dad. Plus their maid. And a pig. And a pig. (laughs) And a dog apparently that I didn't know they had. It was like a wolf dog. Oh, yeah, the wolfhound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and this is where we first get introduced to um, the mom. And the mom is it's so funny because I did. My mom is in town right now mm-hmm. and I watched this with her last night. Had she seen it before? She'd never seen it before. Oh, okay. So she wanted to watch it. And like the whole time she's like, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm not like that mom. <laughs> like she's like, I hope I never acted like that. And I was like, you did. So <laughs> they totally toned the mom down in the movie. Yeah. In the book, she but, is she's still un- crazy. She is, but she is unbearable in the book. I'm like, just stop talking. <laughs> right. We get it. You want to get your daughters right. married. I Absolutely. understand. And, and it's I get the name it. of this, this episode. Sure. Yeah. But I think the, the thing that doesn't come across is that the reason they're so adamant is they're not very rich. Right. So their hope is let me get my kids married off and then they can set us up or they can right. set the rest of the family up. You don't really get that, <laughs> but I'm just like, you are insufferable. Right. And I mean, the first thing we get from her in the movie is she's talking about how someone single and rich moved into town and her idea is she needs to make sure her daughters mm-hmm. meet them, meet this guy. And she wants Mr. Her, her idea is that she's going to send her husband, Mr. Bennett over to visit him. And then hopefully he will invite the rest of them over. But lo and behold, Mr. Bennett is one step ahead of her and he has already gone over there. And all of the girls have been invited to the ball to meet him. So I don't know. I don't remember where this ball particularly was. It's somebody's mansion, I'm yes, sure. But um, he, Mr. Bingley will be at this ball. Mm-hmm. So the girls are just excited. Just <laughs> It's very a Cinderella moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, to be alive during this era, man, would have been interesting. Wild. Ray and I talk about it all the time, how I don't know how we would survive. (laughs) How would we have acted in the 1700s? Well, the thing is, if we didn't know what now looks like, I'm sure we would have been fine. But now, if we, like, knew what it would be like now, it'd be very hard. (laughs) So they all go to the ball. There's this, you know, they just dance and dance and dance and... It's all they do. It's all they do. And it's these very strange dances. That's the problem I would have. I don't know if I'd be able to. The choreographed yeah, dances. it's very bizarre. I'm sure they do classes where they teach them. What else are they doing? Right. Uh, but the dancing like just stops once Mr. Bingley and this other woman and another man show up at the ball. It's like the parting of the Red Sea when they come through. <laughs> Literally. And we find out that this is Mr. Bingley who has just moved into town. His sister who is supposed to like keep up the house Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then his friend, Mr. Darcy, who we don't know anything about at this point. I just love that the focal point was supposed to be Bingley, but like Darcy's in the middle and he's the tallest. And he's like clearly the eye catching person in this trio. (laughs) Right. Poor Mr. Bingley. (laughs) Uh, But Mr. Bingley ends up um, asking Jane to dance, which is a huge deal. But obviously Jane is the prettiest, one of the prettiest girls in the, in the room. And, while she's dancing with Mr. Bingley, Elizabeth tries to talk to Mr. Darcy. Just make small talk. 
and he doesn't want to talk to her. It's like, he's no, like, thank you. no, thank you. He's super short with her. And then, uh, you know, a few minutes later, she ends up overhearing him talking to somebody else. I, I don't know if it's Mr. Bingley. I can't remember. I think who it was it um, basically about how none of these women here are handsome enough mm-hmm. to dance with him. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Oh, yeah, it is Mr. Ringley because he tells him that, like, Jane's really the only beautiful one in right. the room. Yeah. So all night the girls are just talking about how much Jane and and Mr. Bingley are like in love. <laughs> like that's they literally are, day one. It's like the bachelor. Mansion. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, that was another thing. Everyone gets engaged very quickly yes. in this time. Yes. Like it's like, oh, we've met two days. Perfect. Let's go. It's so bizarre. I was like, what if things were like that this time? We are going well, on year it, six of our relationship. Isn't there a show where they meet and then they, like, oh, that's yeah. their very first time? At, yeah. Married at first sight. Right. So, like, clearly it's still happens. Okay, but this is the TV show. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be mad if it still happened. Actually, no, because think about it, like, you're the first guy you really actually talk to. And for the that, first week is like. That would be miserable. Right. Just saying. Oh, but gosh. people do get married that way. Hey. So, hey, teach their own. Um, but Elizabeth, all she can talk about is how she's happy she'll never have to talk to Mr. Darcy again. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, good riddance. Goodbye. Um, so this is where we really, in the movie at least, this is where we really start to see that Mrs. Bennett's main goal in life is to get her daughters married. That is all she wants to yep. do in life is get these freaking girls married and she's so frank about it too she's like yeah so jane's obviously the most beautiful one but like elizabeth's okay <laughs> right and then the other three you know we'll figure it out right <laughs> so while they're talking uh we end up or uh, jane ends up getting a letter from the bingley estate um from his sister oddly enough asking for her to come to dinner for jane mm-hmm. to come to dinner however mr bingley will not be there <laughs> don't get your hopes don't up. get your hopes up so mom Ends up devising just a great plan. I mean, great plan. She, they ask her like, mom, can, they're like, mom, can I borrow the car? And the mom's like, no, you can't buy it. It's the carriage. They're like, mom, can we borrow the carriage to get Jane to the thing? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's supposed to rain. You're going to go horseback riding. (laughs) So she doesn't let her daughter take the carriage. She makes her horseback ride in the rain in the hopes that she gets sick and has to stay there. Right. And her plan works. It works. She's a smart girl. She's a lady. Sure. So Jane gets sick and she has to stay at the Bingley estate mansion or whatever. Um, And after a few days, Elizabeth decides to show up and to check on her sister. Mm -hmm. I think in the book, doesn't it seem like they've had more interactions up until now? In general, this movie speeds things up so much. Right. And I actually appreciate it because as we said <laughs> yeah. earlier, there's a lot of like fancy words that really elongate this book unnecessarily. Right. But yes, like there is definitely a lot more pages that yeah. happen until we get to this point. I think this is only like what, 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Super quick. Um, so anyway, so Elizabeth shows up to check on her sister and lo and behold, Mr. Darcy is there. Because he's everywhere, apparently. Because he's literally, he has nothing better to do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. No, Nobody has jobs around here. <laughs> so anyway, so Elizabeth is there. We then, the next scene we get is like this parade of soldiers mm-hmm. in town. Which, I, I was like, are they coming back from war? 
are they just having a parade? <laughs> I was a little confused. They were coming to town, but I don't think it was a permanent thing. So <laughs> maybe they were coming back from war. I guess maybe it's like, again. I guess that's how it is here sometimes. Like the sail, the ships come mm-hmm. and dock. Like I remember, cause I grew up in Seattle, right. there would be fleet week mm-hmm. and all of the Navy ships would come and dock for the maybe weekend. This is like that. And it was like heyday for people. People loved it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like that. But anyways, like, um, Lydia, like, throws, like, her handkerchief in the hopes that it, like, hits somebody. I'm like, what are you going to do? She's, like, offended when it falls to the ground and no one notices. But, yeah, Lydia and, um, what's the other one's name? Not Mary. Um, Kitty. Kitty, yes. Lydia and Kitty are all about these officers. Mm -hmm. They're hoping that one of these officers will notice them and, like, possibly ask them to marry them. Because (laughs) clearly the, you know, rich people at these parties are not noticing these girls. (laughs) So now we get... We flash back to the Bingley estate and Elizabeth and Darcy basically just go at it back and forth all the time. Like he's talking about how how he has these like super high standards for women. (laughs) And she just like every time he says something, she like snaps back at his thoughts. I love it. She's (laughs) like, I don't know anyone with that. All of the criteria you just mentioned. There's literally no woman like that. Honestly. (laughs) And you got to think like. She's probably the first woman to ever do that to him. 100%. And that's probably part of her allure because he's like, well, I'm rich. I usually get what I ask for and no woman is, you know, feisty with me or talks back to me. Right. The next thing that happens is that um, mother and the other three sisters decide to all come (laughs) to the Bingley estate to bring Jane and Elizabeth home. In the book, I don't think it's really to bring them home. It's just to check on them. They literally visit and go back. Yeah. (laughs) And then those two leave on their own. (laughs) Uh, But while they're there, I think it's... um, Lydia, who mentions, like, hey, by the way, you mentioned that you were going to have a ball. So, like, are we going to have a ball here? Like, I would really like to come to a ball. Like, just, the girls just don't know how to act. No. They're At very... least in this, in this era. Well, and I think it has a lot, and I don't want to say that it has anything to do with, like, their, like, their status, per se. Yeah. Like, they're, like I mentioned, they are supposed to be portrayed as being poor i think it's just kind of like they don't really this isn't a normal thing for them so they don't really know what etiquette is they don't (laughs) like when you look at someone like miss bingley who has been brought up in like you know rich Mm -hmm. families her whole life like then you look at these girls and they're like yeah we're just trying to have fun right (laughs) exactly appreciated it was very like i want to go to a ball realistic right um so he does decide he's like yes i will have a ball and you guys will all be invited Now, we're back at home, and we get introduced to Mr. Collins. Mr. (laughs) Collins is Mr. Bennett's cousin? I believe so. His cousin. Cousin or... Yeah. Yeah, not brother. Cousin. Yeah, cousin. So, in the movie, it flashes over this very quickly, but basically, Mr. Collins is there because how the law works at this time is that once the father, the head of the household dies. The estate go, has to go to the next male Mm -hmm. kin. Right. And since he has all girls, it's going to go to this. And this Mr. Collins ends up being his next of male kin. Right. And that's another reason why Mrs. Bennett is so adamant about getting these girls married because it's like, she's like, we need money. We need a place. We need because literally when Mr. Bennett kicks the bucket, they have nothing. Right. So he ends up being this like very squirrely, dorky man. <laughs> very short. Very short, bad haircut. Just not. Did you recognize him? No. Well, I did, but I couldn't pin. So he's actually him. in Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah. He's like 
one of the admirals or something. Oh, and he's, yeah. Similarly, he's very, like, obviously short, but, like, yeah. tries to, like, overcompensate by being, like, this, like... He reminded me of, like, Lord Farquhar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Trek. Exactly. <laughs> so one thing we have to remember during this time is that a lot of times you married your cousins. Yes. You know, first cousins. And so... The mom's thought is, okay, well, maybe he'll marry one of my, one of these girls. Mm. At least one of them will be okay. <laughs> so she's kind of like, which one do you like? And of course he likes Jane, the oldest, but then she's like, well, she might be spoken for. So he's like, all right, I guess I'll take Elizabeth. <laughs> Literally his mom's like, but Elizabeth's good too. Right. <laughs> like, if my mother talked about me like that, oh my, oh my God, you're so mortifying. Just the worst. So... The next scene we get is the girls are in town and they run into a man named Mr. Wickham. Mr. Wickham is, what is he, a colonel or he's, he's someone a, in the military? He's not a colonel, but he's Lieutenant. like a, he's an officer, I think officer. is what they're calling them. Um, very good looking guy, young guy, ponytail, what have <laughs> you. Um, so they meet him and they're very like attracted to him and he helps them pick out ribbons for the ball. <laughs> And they're all kind of like walking home and they end up running into Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy. Darcy and um, Mr. Wickham like make eye contact. Mm -hmm. And it's like, obviously that they know each other. Obviously they're not on good terms. And Darcy like rides away on his horse. (laughs) He does that like, (sighs) right. Excuse you. (laughs) And come to find out that Mr. Wickham tells, you know, Elizabeth and the girls that, you know, his family was connected with the Darcy family mm. and that his dad was really good. You know, his dad was like a father to him and they've known each other since they were babies. Wickham's story is that after Darcy's father died, he was supposed to give him money. He was supposed to set him up with like a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but Darcy, being the mean man he is, <laughs> didn't give that to him. That's his That's account. his story. Speaking of, um, before Bingley and Darcy left, Bingley does invite him begrudgingly to yes. his ball. Yes, that is true. So speaking of the ball, we are at the ball now. And Elizabeth is in hopes that Mr. Wickham will be there because she kind of has her eye on him mm-hmm. now. He's a good looking guy. And she comes to find out, though, that um, he has, they says that he has been detained, which he just is not going to be at the ball. Right. And, uh, but Mr. Collins is there and wants to dance with her. (laughs) He would like to spend his entire evening next to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he would. Maybe that's what people should say on the dance floor. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, but surprisingly enough, Darcy actually asked Elizabeth for the next dance. Yes, because we didn't touch on this at the very first ball. Mm -hmm. She asks him, Hey, do you like to dance? And he's like, absolutely not. And then there's an exchange when she goes um, to the Bingley's mansion Mm -hmm. where she's like, you know, one of the best things is like, to dance with the person that yes. you're interested in or whatever. So, of course, he takes that as a hint. He's like, ooh, I should probably ask her. <laughs> yes. So, they do dance. But while they're dancing, she, like, tries to have a serious conversation with him. <laughs> which I'm like, that's not going to turn out well. And not only that, but, like, don't have any conversation. It's a dance. Just dance. Just dance. You're right. not slow dancing. No. Like, you don't, you don't, you're not close <laughs> to each other. They're consistently, like, moving the right. entire time. I'm like, nobody else is talking. <laughs> no one else is talking. And I can only imagine what they're all thinking. Right. And so they talk about Mr. Wickham because she wants to get clarification on, you know, their relationship. Mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't really say much about him. He doesn't go into detail mm-hmm. exactly about what 
what their relationship really entails. So also at this party, um, mom is there and the sisters are there. And they're just causing scenes. They're acting very foolish. Yeah. Just kind of like drunk and just not appropriate at this ball. Mary's singing sad songs at the piano. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just awful. This is, I've got very much stepsister vibes in this in this yeah. scene. Um, but they stay until the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. And they, they ride off in their carriage, like, <laughs> drunk as the sun comes up. Oh, one of my be- favorite parts about this scene is when Mr. Collins goes to introduce himself to Mr. Darcy. Because, mm-hmm. so basically, Mr. Collins knows Lady Catherine, who is Darcy's aunt. So he's, of course, like, oh, I need to, you know. Right. And he's like, Mr. Darcy. <clears throat> Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. And he's like, oh, yes. How may I help you? Like, he's so yeah. insignificant. I right. feel so bad for I him. know. He's so sad. Uh, so the next morning, mother is hungover. <laughs> She wants nothing to do with anything that's happening. Um, but Mr. Collins shows up and he would like to talk to Elizabeth in private. Yes. Um, he gives her a flower and then he asks, you know, hey, do you want to get married? And she basically says, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. She basically is like, um, I would be a terrible wife for you and you would also be a terrible husband right. for me. So no. <laughs> so, I mean, props to her for saying no. Yeah. Because a lot of girls in that day will just marry whoever wants to marry them. Very true. Um, but mother's not okay with this. She's very just like not okay that this is happening. Right. That, that she's she like, no, no, you need to marry him because we need right. the, the estate. We need the house. Um. So basically... Mrs. Bennett tries to talk to Mr. Bennett to get some backup. <laughs> and Mr. Bennett's like, look, Elizabeth, if you never, if you won't marry him, you will never see your mother again. Um, but if you do marry him, you will never see me again. I love that. <laughs> I thought that was so like yeah. sweet for him to do. There were quite a few like laugh out loud moments for me yeah. where I was like, I just didn't like see it coming yeah. type things. And this was, that was one of them. So Jane ends up getting a letter um, that tells her that Mr. Bingley is leaving because Mr. Darcy wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. So they are no. So she's obviously very upset. But Elizabeth tries to encourage her, like, don't give up, like, you know, on on this love, like, right. whatever. So I think, like, this letter and in the movie seems very, like, final. Like, they're gone. They're right. not coming back. I think in the book isn't there like a couple letters where they're like we're just gonna be gone for the winter and then it's like oh no we're gonna be gone for the whole never forever he makes it sound like he they're just going and coming back Mm -hmm. but like miss bingley his sister's letter is very much final so like she kind of takes her word for it and is like okay i'm never gonna see this guy ever again so we only get the one letter in the movie um but uh so jane ends up actually like you know like any girl should after like a breakup kind of breakup. She's like, hey, I'm going to go to London. <laughs> right. With my aunt and uncle. Like m- m- might as well. Right. Right. So she goes off to London. Um, and then we find out that Mr. Collins has found love. <laughs> he found love in Charlotte, who is one of the be- like really good family friends yeah. of the girls. And Charlotte's like, and her name is Charlotte. And she's like, look, like, no one else was going to marry me. Like, ouch. Why not? And I actually <laughs> thought they were a really cute little couple. They were. They were perfect in height. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, it seemed like she she was kind of, she was happy to settle down with yes. Mr. Collins. Because, I mean, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, Mr. Collins is, seems like he's a nice gay. guy. 
Yeah. It just wasn't right for Elizabeth. <laughs> exactly. So a little time passes, um, but then Elizabeth decides to go visit Mr. Collins and Charlotte. And their house is very cute. I was mm-hmm. like, this is very modern. Yeah. Like, this is like Chip and Joanna Gaines' house. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it didn't seem like it was in supposed to be in the 1700s. Fair. Um, but while she's there, they get invited to Lady Catherine's, who is Mr. Collins' Neighbor, neighbor. He's like her clergyman yeah. or whatever. Which, like, compared to their house, her mansion is like it, it looked Huge. like Buckingham Palace, <laughs> right? Uh, so they go there, and in the movie, Mister Darcy is there. Yeah. In the book, I don't think he's there. Like right when she shows up, no. Um, but this is where we find out that Mister Darcy is Lady Catherine's nephew, or this is the first time they come out and fully right. say it in the movie. Lady Catherine is not okay with that. No, she, she does not. Not okay with the fact that she knows him. Yes. So Elizabeth gets questioned by Lady Catherine right away, kind of about her upbringing and, you know, her family. And then she asks, she asks Elizabeth to play the piano. <laughs> and, she, you know, she gave it a try. Yeah. She did better than I would. Oh, 100%. At least she had like some notes, right? Right. I'd be like, how do you do chopsticks? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but Darcy's there and is just like hovering yeah. over her. It's a I little hope. actually creepy, right. if you ask me. <laughs> so the next thing we see is we're back at the Collins house and Darcy actually comes to see Elizabeth. Um, at For the world's weirdest exchange. <laughs> I was like, why are you here? He I, I no, literally, he literally had no purpose. In my notes, I literally, I say, basically says nothing and then leaves. <laughs> I was like, why was he here? Like, what no was idea. the point of that? And he's just there. Yeah. No, didn't knock on the door. He just shows up. Um, so now they're at, they go to church and we end up finding out that Mr. Darcy has a friend who is talking to Elizabeth and basically says that the reason, you know, he basically says that, like, he, he's a really good man. And yeah. she's like, oh, interesting, because up until right. now, she's like, no, he's not. And he's like, yeah, he he basically got his friend out of yes. a really sticky situation with a possible, like, woman that he was going to marry. And she's like, what woman? Yeah. Come to find out, it was her sister. Yeah. Um, And then she kind of was like, hey, but, like, why? And she basically goes on to say that he didn't like her family. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, that's me. Yeah. You know, so she's really upset. She ends up... Her, Dar- Mr. Darcy ends up finding Elizabeth like later on that day when she's super heated about all of this and confesses his love to her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and asks to marry him. Yeah. So she's super upset. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Also, like the dramatics that the movie puts on yeah. this specific scene. It's like raining. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like so brooding. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, this is actually like really intense. And the book, I think it was like some just regular day right I, I don't remember if in the book she was as heated yeah she's very upset <laughs> she was in the movie very upset um but she basically just calls him on his bs yeah and it's like no thank you like i'm see right through you blah 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 yeah. and turns him down so poor mr darcy poor mr darcy so mr darcy ends up coming back to the collins one last time and he gives elizabeth a letter And the letter ends up telling the story about Mr. Wickham and basically how after his dad died, he did give him some money to go to school, but he gambled it away. Mm -hmm. And then he also tried then to marry Mr. Darcy's little sister and then ended up breaking her heart. Meanwhile, she was 15 at the time. 15 years old, ends up breaking her heart. And 
that was the story about Mr. Wickham. He also tells her in this letter that the reason why he, you know, broke up Jane and Mr. Bingley is because he felt that Jane didn't actually like Mr. Bingley. She She was indifferent to him. Yeah. And, you know, Jane is trying to say, like, you know, before she said, you know, she's shy and has a hard time expressing herself. Um, But yeah, it came off to Mr. Darcy that, you know, he was, she was going to break his friend's heart, you know? He did what any good friend would do. I would hope so. I would do that for you. I would too. Thanks. Watch out. (laughs) So now they're back at home and Jane is home from London. And you know what? She's over Bingley. And she loves London. Like she, <laughs> she's like every girl that right. like the week after they like they have like the week long cry session and then they're like I'm done. Right, it's over. I'm turning over a new leaf. I've forgotten yep. him completely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all a lie. <laughs> Bingley, who? Yeah. Uh, so at the same time, Lydia now is getting invited to Brighton mm-hmm. um, to kind of go and explore the world and. They actually, by the aunt and uncle, I believe. Yes. And they actually ask Elizabeth if she wants to come as well. And Elizabeth is like trying to convince her dad to not let Lydia go because she's immature. Mm -hmm. She's going to make dumb decisions. She's going to gallivant and like basically put a bad name on the Bennets. Right. And the dad is basically like, look. She's either going to go and she's going to do that or she's going to stay here and make us miserable because she's going to be miserable that we didn't let her go. Right. So anyway, so uh, Elizabeth leaves with her aunt and uncle and they end up stopping, you know, to this is always the part. I'm like, one, how do you know where you're going? How long does it take to get everywhere? (laughs) But anyways, they're stopping to like go to the bathroom or something. And they're like, oh, we're in the city where Mr. Darcy lives. And, of course, like, Elizabeth is like, what? <laughs> Her ears what? perk up. <laughs> um, and they wanted, they said, they're like, well, let's just stop by. We know he's not going to be there. And my thought is, like, who just stops by someone's house? Right. And it ends up being this giant Especially palace. if you think they're not home. <laughs> Very bizarre. It ends up being this giant palace. And they, like walk through it like it's a museum mm-hmm. well it kind of looked like a museum it is. they have a lot of artifacts and yes like, sculptures. i did like in the movie because not in the book in the book it's not like a sculpture like mm-hmm. room it's something else in the book yeah i can't um, remember but the sculptures that they have in the movie are like gorgeous yeah. um so yeah they're walking through this room they end up seeing a girl playing the piano and she kind of sees her sees her through like a crack elizabeth sees her through like a crack in the door and then she sees Mr. Darcy walk up next to this girl and she gets all Elizabeth gets all embarrassed, and like runs out <laughs> and then Darcy sees her right. and like runs after him. This really awkward conversation. And in the movie, you kind of like, like we all know, like, yeah, that's his sister. But in the movie, it almost seemed like she didn't know that it was his sister and thought it could possibly be like a lover or oh, something. Oh, you got that vibe? I didn't until they went back into the house and she introduces until he introduces her as his sister. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Well, and yeah, that is weird because, I mean, she knows his sister lives with her. Yeah, it was just weird. The acting was kind of weird at this point. I think she was just like distraught over like being noticed. (laughs) But, you know, awkward conversation number 20 between these two. Um, They end up going back into town um, where Elizabeth and her aunt and uncle are staying. And Darcy asks the aunt and uncle if they would like to come and dine with him. You know what? 
that was a great strategy. You know, if she's not going to stick around and be, you know, do anything, you might as well go to the aunt and uncle. True. Because they're going to say yes. Well, yeah. I mean, who would say no to a perfectly good dinner at a mansion? Right. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, so they come to the house and this is where, you know, he meets or she meets his sister and she's like, oh, sister, got it. <laughs> um, but The sweet. sister is so sweet. So sweet. She's already like, oh, my God, he's told me so much about you. I want to learn right. all the things. I'm like, that's adorable. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you t- they touch on it a little bit in the movie, but not a lot. But like his Darcy's demeanor like totally changes in his own home 100%. and with his sister. Yeah. And like. They even, like, they, they kind of mention it, or it's, like, in the background when they're looking at the sculptures, but they even ask, like, his maid, like, yeah. what's Mr. Darcy like? And she's, like, he's the absolute best. Like, yeah. he loves his sister, and he's, like, such a good human. And she's sitting there, like, oh, this is not oh. the Darcy I know. Right. Yeah. So he ends up um, asking the uncle if they want to go, if he wants to go fishing, because that's what men do. Apparently. <laughs> um, so, but while they're there, I don't know how she gets it, um, but she gets a letter from Jane, and... Come to find out that Lydia, you know, they let her go, mm-hmm. gallivant. She has ran into Mr. Wickham and they have ran off together. And Freaking Lydia. Right. And <laughs> they don't do a good job of explaining this in the movie, like, yeah. at all. Um, because this is not okay. Right. That they ran off unmarried. Right. Well, it's like... Again, think of the times. The yeah. proper way to do anything is to, like, your meet, then your family's, mm-hmm. like, approve or whatever, and then you go through the normal process or whatever. But yeah. because Lydia is Lydia, she, you know, and, of course, Wickham's an officer, and they've always been, like, yeah. super into the officers. She says, screw it. Forget tradition, and I'm just going to run off with him. Right. Which, again, we mentioned this earlier, the book extends these scenes mm-hmm. out, like, a lot. We get a lot of back and forth of kind of, like, the family trying to find them and yeah. you know where they are and all these people like are involved and the movie was very much like one scene they weren't there then the next scene they were <laughs> right because Darcy leaves to just go find them yeah and like it's a little confusing in the movie because if you don't really know that what mm-hmm. you were just explaining like you kind of just think like oh shoot he wants to go find him to get him to get her away from Mr. Wickham right. like because he's not a good guy right but that's not the case no and like that's what I found a little interesting because like in the book like it, it is described they're like okay well they ran off god knows what they did so best case scenario mm-hmm. we get them married right because then for appearances sake at least that we can say well yeah. they were gonna get married anyway right it's basically like a shotgun wedding basically <laughs> except there's like no baby or yeah. no really real exactly reason. <laughs> uh so elizabeth ends up going home at this point and mother's not okay She's like beside herself, <laughs> but they end up getting a letter from the uncle saying that Lydia got married. So they're a little bit calm, calmer. Yeah. And the mom like flips like a switch. And she's like, oh, okay, I got to go tell so-and-so about this because they're going to die, you know, <laughs> and be, and she's like happy again. Um, so, and then the next thing we get, Mr. Wickham and Lydia are home. Yep. They're there. Yep. And we actually come to find out Lydia tells Elizabeth that Mr. Darcy was at the wedding Mm -hmm. and he actually paid for it because that was another big thing in the book is that when they found out they got married, Mr. Bennett thought that like his brother paid for the wedding and he was our brother-in-law and he's like, 
now I, I have to want to be in debt money. to this yeah, guy. Yeah. So that was it. This was very like, oh yeah, by the way, he paid for it and but keep it hush hush, like no one needs to know, right? So then all is you know fine and dandy in Lydia life, and they go off <laughs> and they're gone. They they're, they're starting their new life yeah, together in they, wherever wherever said. it is. Uh, so now Mr. Bingley comes back to the area and him and Mr. Darcy show up to the Bennett's, the Bennett house. <laughs> I love this scene. The girls are all just like doing random stuff around the house, <laughs> like not being ladylike. Yeah. And then like, you know, one of their maids walks in and is like, um, so like the guys are here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like crap. <laughs> yeah. They're like crap. So they're like, it's like chaos trying to like put themselves together. And by the time they walk in, the girls are all like perfectly poised, mm-hmm. you know, poised in their, in their chairs. And, and then they like, you know, Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley come in and they like have random pleasantries with the girls, (laughs) like just very random. Yeah. And then they leave. Right. And I have in my notes, why did they come? Right. Why are we here? I think it was more so to say like, (laughs) oh, hey, we're back. Like, hope you didn't forget about us. Right. I still love your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) So bizarre. But I guess that's how people, you couldn't text someone and be like, hey. What you doing? Right. You up? Yeah. W-Y-D <laughs> question mark. <laughs> that was the version of it in yeah. the 1700s. Um, but I love this next scene that I guess was actually ad-libbed. I was going to um, say. We see like <laughs> Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy like outside. Basically, Bingley's like panicking about how badly that went <laughs> and how they had like a whole plan of how this was going to go. And it didn't go the way yeah. he planned it yeah. in his head. It didn't didn't happen. I loved that. I was <laughs> glad they added it because it's yeah. not in the book. Um, so they end up going back to the house, to the Bennett house. And um, and he asked to ask, or he, Mr. Bingley asked to talk to Jane alone. And at this point, he asked to marry her. And she says yes. And it's so cute. It is very cute. <laughs> so late at night, lo and behold... Lady Catherine randomly shows up at the Bennett household to Scary. talk to talk to Elizabeth, and she is not okay because she has heard this awful, awful rumor that Mister Darcy and Elizabeth are engaged. Which God, they heaven which, forbid, heaven forbid, because <laughs> as they are not officially engaged at this point, but she's mad because since they were babies, Mister Darcy and her daughter have been. Promise to each Promise other. Promise to each other yeah. to get married. And Elizabeth is like, get out of my house. <laughs> you know? Well, and she's so rude to her. Yeah. Like, she's like, you're basically, she's basically like, you're worthless. And right. like, you're nothing. And how could you even think that mm-hmm. you had a chance with my nephew? Exactly. Like, Lady, calm down. Get out of here. Get out so of she house. kicks her out. <laughs> and so Elizabeth ends up like, you know, walking off into the meadow for whatever <laughs> reason. And... Darcy happens to be walking in the same meadow. I just love that he's like walking out and there's like fog. And I know. He's just like so like manly and it brooding. Was. It was. <laughs> um, and he basically says to her like, I still want to marry you and I love you. And she's like, all right, I'm cool this time. Like, let's do it. She's finally realized that like all the perceptions yeah. of him are not really the prejudices, the prejudices against him are yes. not really real. Um, so they both go to talk to Papa. <laughs> I hate how the whole movie they call him Papa. <laughs> um, and they're all like, "All right, like 
I thought you hated this guy. Right. Because she has not divulged any of this other information or her feelings to her family. Well, that's one difference from the book because towards the end in the book, she does eventually confess to Jane like, hey, Mm -hmm. I actually do really, really like him. I think I might love him. But in the movie, they're not really as close as they were in the book. It's very much like she tries to tell her a couple of times, Mm -hmm. but just never does. So yeah, it's a total surprise to everyone at the the end of the movie. So they basically, he go, Mr. Darcy comes in, asks Papa for consent and then jane goes in and he's like i thought you hated this guy and she's like actually no and then he it was just a really cute scene between her and her dad when Mm. he realizes like yes she does really love him and that she's actually his favorite daughter is marrying for love not just anybody yeah um and he gives their consent and they become happily married as Mr. and Mrs. Darcy, and there's this really cute scene at the end of them sitting in his mansion and him just calling her Mrs. Darcy. And <laughs> it's very, I do really love the ending of this Yeah, movie. I think the ending was good. The ending of the book is like, I mean, we get basically mm-hmm. details that they've gotten married. The Bingleys have gotten married and like everyone's happy and all is well. They even mentioned that like Lady Catherine eventually comes around to them being married. Mm-hmm. But I thought the movie just did such a cute job of like, right. you know, tying everything up at the end. Yeah. So, I mean... Obviously, the book stayed or the movie stayed true to the book. Yes, definitely. You know, yeah. uh, book or movie for you? Uh, gotta go movie. Uh, I liked the book. I gave it four mm-hmm. stars on Goodreads. But we talked about this earlier. The movie captures everything, mm. but is done in such an easier tone, such easier dialogue, in my opinion, than the yeah. book. So it's like easier to follow. And like, I just loved all the characters. and I yeah. thought it was just really sweet movie. I'm going with the movie too because I couldn't understand the book. <laughs> I mean, like, did you did you not know what was going on until you actually watched the movie? Where you like, some oh, parts. like that's what happened. Some parts, I'm like, uh, all right. Well, we also could have gotten to that part a lot quicker. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going movie. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And then, like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash theboviegirls. We have a couple of levels where you can sign up. Get some bonus content, get a sticker for joining, get a shout out in a future episode, get access to our bonus movie cereals, all the good stuff. Um, What are we doing next week? Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? It is spooky season. Yeah. Which means I get to take over the episodes. Yeah. So, which are all spookies. (laughs) Uh, So we are starting with a Stephen King classic. Of course. Carrie. I'm actually excited for this. Oh, I am too. Only because it's Stephen King. But I think we've decided <laughs> that we are going to try to watch the original Carrie, correct? I don't even know what the other one is. So, yes. Yes. Because I think it's scarier. Probably. <laughs> Listen, if this is anything like our Shining episode, yes. where my entire life I've been, I was told that The Shining was a scary movie. Yeah. And after having read the book, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's spooky, but it's not, like, terrifying. So I'm hoping that same thing happens with Carrie. (laughs) I will say with Carrie is not scary until the end. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of buildup to the end. And the end, you're like, oh, God. That's fair. So here we go. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. (laughs) Bye.